Welcome to the Africapreneur Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and businesses in Africa. Here is your host, Seth Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Africapreneur Podcast. I told you we're going to bring someone special this week, and we have someone all the way from Kenya, Valeria Opio. I I just think I, I i pronounced that name right <laughs> else she's gonna kill me okay this is someone special in kenya as well and she's gonna tell us if i pronounced that name right valeria did i did i pronounce that name right perfect 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 oops <laughs> yes <laughs> see i've been practicing a lot <laughs> okay okay valeria good to have you on the podcast and this is africa entrepreneur podcast good to have you on the podcast Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me here. Okay, um, I want you to tell the listeners what exactly do you do, Valeria? Well, um, let me start by first introducing myself, right? Properly. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Valerio Pio. Right. I'm from Kenya. Mm -hmm. I'm 26 years old, right? And I defend myself as a feminist. Oh, I work. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I work for an governmental organization by the right. name Tag International Development. Mm -hmm. I'm the national coordinator here in Kenya. Right. My work entails empowering the community uh, through sports, through uh, giving them information, mm -hmm. and through uh, different projects that will empower women. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, we've 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 gone through a little bit of research and we've seen what you guys have been doing. How how do you feel working with 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 um, um women or trying to empower women in kenya how how do you how do you sense this or what motivated you to start this well i can say that actually where i am now it's a dream come true because i was brought up by a very very strong woman my mother mm -hmm. i saw her uh, taking me through school taking my siblings through school so i learned a lot from her mm. then i was uh, from a tender I didn't grow up in a very well-off family. I grew up in an informal settlement mm. where I could see most of the women struggling to make ends meet. Mm. And here I was thinking, what? how different can I be from these women that I see around? Mm. How different can I be from my classmates who most of them did not complete school? Mm -hmm. They were forced to drop out of school. They were forced to get married at a tender age. So I was like, how different can I be and what impact can I make in my community mm. once I realize what I want to do and how to get there? Mm. So when I finished high school, which I'm very lucky that I went through that process of education yeah. and even went to the university. Mm -hmm. I also met strong women in the university, people who are from very different and hardship background compared to where I came from. Yeah. And I realized the strength that lies in a woman. Mm. And I said, once I'm done with this, I'll have to go back to where it all started. I have to empower women. I have to bring them on board. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that we actually make it together. Mm. So it's from there that I started initiatives that were focused on women. First, I started with a SHIP project that focused on the street mothers. Mm. Uh, the, main of, the main aim of the project was to encourage these women uh, to get out of the streets and to empower them with uh, livelihood skills that at least by the end of the day, they'll be able to get something mm. and be able to rent a home and go back to the, the normal family setup. Mm. Then after, after that, although it, 
uh, that project was an eye-opener that as much as I had this passion burning inside me, it won't be that easy. Mm. So at some point, I just fell out of it. But then again, I took up another role in the village. Right. That was Ndiwa Empowerment and Development Project, mm -hmm. where I was introduced to a world that I've never, ever even imagined as much as I learned in a village setup. Mm. So what uh, was here was I was supposed to train girls, young girls, adolescent girls. Right. On ICT, on ICT skills. Hmm. Girls that have never ever seen a computer. Girls that you tell them what is a computer and they're like, what is that again? Mm -hmm. So these are the kind of people that I was exposed to and I was supposed to be their mentor, I was supposed to be their friend, I was supposed to be a teacher, I was, hmm. I was supposed to empower them. Yeah. So uh, as the project continues, I also learned a lot that women empowerment does not start from 18 to 35. Hmm. Rather, it starts when the girls are young. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, according to research and according to the things that we've been seeing or reading or or getting from Africa, the, the women equality is it's now becoming a big thing where there, there's there are loads of campaign going on as well. Yeah, you've been you've been trying to be with what you've explained so far. You've been trying to push push this uh, agenda up there, and and how's the government taking it? Okay, I can say that the women agenda, definitely, we are setting the pace. Right. Because women for a very long time, we have, no, we, we have always thought, or we have all, the, the society always wants us to think that we are below men. Mm. That is the fact. As much as some people is say, this, no, is this, women is this, have is this, Sorry, sorry, is this a bit cultural or is just a thing? I mean, women being below men, is this a bit cultural? It is cultural. Right. Because look from an African perspective, Seth. Yeah. Between your sister and between yourself, if mm -hmm. at all you are brought up in a very strong cultural background, mm -hmm. if the parents could not afford to take both of you to school, who will go to school first? I think Is it the, your sister the male, or yourself? The male, the, male, the male child goes to school first, yes. It, exactly. And then yeah. the women are left behind to take care of their family. Yeah. But then again, I can say that things have really changed. Mm -hmm. We've received support from the international community. We've received support even from the national community. Mm -hmm. We see that women are now taking the political role, the leadership role, and we are left, okay, fine. So this is what we've been missing. It means that we can lead as well. Mm -hmm. We take women uh, getting into big business ventures and actually making it. Mm -hmm. Some of them are even mentors to the young girls, mm -hmm. you know. So I can say that as much as you're making that stride, the culture still holds us behind mm. because at some point you'll hear, okay, fine, Valerie, you are doing very well, but slow it down. You'll scare the men. Mm. Slow it down. Mm. You know, a man doesn't want you to be that loud. A mm. man doesn't want you to be that open-minded or to have your opinion. So slow down. Mm. Yes, it's good to go to school, but up to a certain level. Mm. It's good to dream, but only to a certain level, so that you don't scare men away. Hmm. And this is all can be, and and all this can be um can be directed back to our cultures, whereby mm -hmm. we saw that the men are the head of the family, mm -hmm. and the women came second. Mm. Yeah. So now with this with this um, um informations or the situations on ongoing, I we we saw from USAID where. Where um, when they were promoting promoting women, and um, they for the first time they took women to the 
to the government house to listen to, to, to presentation outlining their rights under the new constitutions. Does this constitution really favor women that much in the country, Kenya? What you can say is probably in writing it does, but what about the implementation? Mm. Does it favor the woman? I don't think it does favor the woman because at the end of the day, we are still struggling to be noticed, to be heard, mm. to be taken seriously. Mm. Yes, on the paper, it's fine. It's very beautiful, you know. Mm -hmm. But then again, when it comes to the implementation, I can say that not a huge percentage is being done now to make to give that equal space to the woman. Mm. Which, uh, which, from my perspective, I think it's wrong because if at all you, you look at the woman agenda mm -hmm. in terms of development, when a woman is in the, when a woman is in a leadership role mm -hmm. and when a man is in a leadership role mm -hmm. as much as it's all about personality and how much you want to help the community just take a look at who does more compared to the other is it mm -hmm. the woman or is it the man mm -hmm. so as much as i can say the constitution is very good on the paper mm -hmm. but the problem is on the implementation how far or how serious are we with the implementation mm -hmm. oh, yeah uh Okay, uh, we, we, let, let's let's look at business environment at this moment. Uh, we've we've seen we've seen the likes of we've we've seen and read of the likes of Rebecca Wan Wanjiku, if if I'm pronouncing that right mm -hmm. as well. And, uh, yes, Wanjiku. Li yeah, Lynette Kwambuka and and, and Amanda, Amanda Kijaru Kimoli. We've we've seen these women rise from the ranks and take over male jobs and male male mm -hmm. male dominated industries and thrived. But that's not a common mm -hmm. thing in Kenya. How do you perceive mm -hmm. women in business or in leadership in Kenya in terms of in the business environment? Well, I can say that we've made a huge stride. It, yeah. it hasn't been easy. Mm -hmm. But then again, I'll talk about the woman that I work with, the woman that I worked with in the village. Right. The women that... I, I can give you an example. Mm -hmm. We have a rice project here in Kenya. Right. But when you go to the field, yes, they are both men and women. But the women are mainly compared to the men. The, the men are mainly compared to the women. Mm. Which is fine. Let's continue. Then you ask, so, how do you own the land? Mm. Is it communal b between the husband and the wife? Or is it just the husband mm -hmm. who is owning the land. Mm -hmm. And remember, this land is a source of life, uh, uh, is a source of livelihood, livelihood. for this family. Aye. It's a yes. business. Right. Yes, livelihood. Mm -hmm. It's a business. So you get the impression that both of them, or most of the time, the woman will work harder on the land, mm -hmm. but the land doesn't belong to him, to, to mm -hmm. her. The land belongs to the husband. Mm -hmm. So you find that as much as the woman will till the land, will probably uh, be able to get, to sell the produce of the land, mm. but the money has to go back to the husband. Mm. He's the final decision maker. Mm. Understand? Mm. So you get that as much as the woman in this village, this particular village, as much as the woman will want to prosper, as much as the woman will want to get into serious agribusiness, mm -hmm. there's that restriction of, first of all, who owns the land? Mm. The husband owns the land. Mm. If I make profit out of this land, whom will the profit go to? Mm. It will go to the husband. Mm. So the woman is tied down to the decision of the husband. Mm. But this is not necessarily the case. I've seen women rise from grass actually mm. building their own empires mm. which is a good thing because they're not claiming the spaces that were 
that were previously occupied by men. Mm. And it's also a learning point to us young women that actually, yes, the spaces were occupied by men, but then again, come on, I made it. It means that with a few changes, with a little more of hard work, mm -hmm. being smart and inspiration, mm -hmm. you can also get to where I am yeah. and probably much higher. Yeah. So I can say we have made stride, but then again, there's more to be done uh, to the village woman to empower them, to make them that they actually they are actually part of this, you know, part of this empowerment and they're part of this. Um, the, the new Kenya, I can yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. We, if if you if you look at the connection of the successful business women in Kenya, you 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 notice one thing: most of them really had to leave Kenya and come back to Kenya to be successful. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, does that say that if I'm if 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 I have a friend, a girl, if a girl is in Kenya, growing up in Kenya, mm -hmm. she wouldn't be as successful as these people. Not necessarily, not necessarily. Mm. Well, I'm successful, Seth, but haven't left Kenya yet. Oh, <laughs> practical <laughs> example then. <laughs> practical example. <laughs> but what I can say is, actually, most of them leave Kenya at some point. Right. Probably, l let's narrow it down to the education, okay. uh, the education here in Kenya. Right. No, for a very long time, personally, I have been complaining that the education here and the, the, and the curriculum is very redundant. Mm. My, my sister, who is in Form 1, is learning the same, she's learning the same, same things that I learned when I was in Form 1. No way. My younger, yes, yes. My younger brother, who is in Class 5, mm -hmm. is learning the same, same things that I learned when I was there. So it means that there's no change of curriculum. The curriculum is very predictable, very, mm. very much predictable, mm. that you're supposed to uh, go through primary school, mm. go to high school, go to university, get a job, if mm. you're lucky enough. Mm. Then there are these people who want to break this cycle because most of them actually don't have don't end up getting a job mm -hmm. most of them actually will probably end up opening opening their own business if they're lucky enough mm -hmm. so i could say that these people going outside the country and then coming back they want a different perspective mm -hmm. they want to learn something new they want to to actually the the bottom line is they want something different mm -hmm. Something different compared to what they have left back home. Mm. That is why you see them, yes, going through the education system here in Kenya, mm. but they feel that is not enough. Mm. There's something that I'm missing. Then they go out, their eyes open. Like, okay, so this is what I've been missing. So this is what I can implement back home. Mm -hmm. So this is how much I can change my community. I can change the livelihood of my home. Mm. So they decide to come back home. That is a very, uh, I can say that is a very common uh, scenario whereby you see people going through the education system very well, opting to go abroad and then coming back. Mm. But for me, I can blame it all on the curriculum. Mm. Why is our curriculum so predictable? Why can't we, whatever the, and it's not like at what, that whatever that they're learning outside the country, you cannot teach them here in Kenya. Mm. Kenya has good infrastructures. Yeah. Kenya has good, has people with very, very good brains. Yeah. So why can't we just make our education system much, it, much better? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that 
be, um, coming from the government as well for educational reform isn't that something that the the ngos the the the, uh, the women education group and and empowerment group that you 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 joined isn't that what what everybody should be doing uh, and pushing for educational reform so they can change the curriculum isn't that what everybody should be pushing for You've been pushing for that, Seth. We've been pushing for that. Mm -hmm. But then again, remember there are structures in Kenya. Mm -hmm. You just don't wake up and say, no, we don't like mathematics. Let's call it arithmetic or simple mm -hmm. arithmetic. Then the mm -hmm. following day it changes. No, there's a process. Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised to know that this month, actually in June, mm -hmm. last month, uh, the government was planning to change the curriculum. Okay. Yeah, but before it changed in all the uh, all the public primary schools, mm. they decided to do a pilot. Mm. Yes, of the changes of curriculum in ten schools in every county right. to see how effective how effective it will be. Right, which is a good thing because is it a must that you go through the education system to be successful? Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no. No, it's no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Huh? Yeah. We are gifted differently. Yeah. So it's not a must for me to be an A student to be assured of my future. Right. I can be a grade E student, but I'm very good in chemi uh, in in engineering, in carpentry, mm -hmm. in interior design. So mm -hmm. that is what we are trying to do. We are trying to think outside the box. Right. What are the alternative source of learning for those who are not book smart? Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, now let's 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 look at this context. I, you're trying to tell me what you're trying to tell me is that there are more successful businessmen than there are, there are women in in Kenya. That's one thing you're trying to tell me. And then secondly, women are fighting for their rights, which is um, women e equality in politics in every industry in in, in Kenya mm -hmm. as well. What mm -hmm. role are the parents playing to picture this future? Of women lead women leadership women in leadership what role mm -hmm. are the parents playing to have this picture uh, this this future this future become a, become a reality well i can say that um you know all this gender equality feminism mm. it didn't just start from nowhere it started from a particular place yeah so what are our parents doing i i can say that Personally, my mom is a feminist, and I'll tell you how. Mm -hmm. My mom will not tell my brother, don't go to the kitchen. That is the role of Valerie. No. Your children, you all have roles to play. Mm -hmm. If I do the dishes now, tomorrow my brother will do the dishes. Mm -hmm. If I wash the car today, my brother will wash the car tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And what is she teaching us? that there are no specific roles this is the role of a man mm -hmm. this is the role of a woman mm. and that is actually where we ought to have started from and mm. the worst part of it that is where we got it wrong because what what did most parents do when the boy go to the kitchen no leave the kitchen for your sister mm. you're not supposed to step in the kitchen mm. so the boy grows up thinking oh okay so cooking and being in the kitchen is the role of my wife or mm. is the role of my sister is my role of my female cousin and then grows up to think that specific roles are meant for the girls specific roles are meant for the boys mm. but then again we are looking for a gender equal community mm -hmm. by gender equal community we mean that we don't have specific roles for boys and girls we are living in a community whereby we are our genders are equal you know 
So, but what I've seen in, in my in my travel and in my initiative when I'm going around to the project is the parents are really encouraging their kids mm -hmm. to break the stereotype, to break the cultural practices that were done before. These days you go to a home and you see the boy in the, the, boy in the kitchen, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Today you go in the family, you see the woman driving a car. Mm -hmm. The things that were previously perceived to be for men and women mm -hmm. are now in an equal platform. Yeah. And I'll say this again, as much as uh, we are not at where we want to be, whereby we'll, we have a clear cut that this is how far you have come mm. and these are the roles that you are playing. But I can say that we are making that stride. Mm. We are making that stride to teach our kids that we don't have specific role for the boys, we don't have specific role for the girls. Mm. And I can say this also narrows down to the, the to the subjects that we encourage our girls or our boys to pick in schools. Take, for instance, in Kenya, uh, when, when you are in high school, you're supposed to pick three sciences. Mm -hmm. That is chemistry, biology, and physics. That's a must. Mm -hmm. But then again, you have the option of of dropping one science and and doing two of dropping one science and doing two sciences. Mm -hmm. So most of the girls will shy away from physics. Personally, I shied away from physics because I was not good at it. And then I thought, ah, boys are good at it, so let me leave it to the boys. Mm -hmm. But then again, you go to school open days, you hear the parents encouraging their girls. If you're able to manage all the three sciences, go for it. Do all the sciences when you when you, when you, when you transition to university now, mm -hmm. go and do a science related course. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You listen to uh, the boy with the boys being told. If I told you think uh, your interest is in the hospi hospitality industry, mm -hmm. why not? We have good chefs in the industry. Go for it. And all this is because that we want to change the perception of the boys, want mm -hmm. to change the perception of the girls. The gender roles. They can be used interchangeably, mm. as long as there's that uh, community. As long as we fulfill actually our personal goals and the goals of the community. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, 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 let me let me quickly ask. <clears throat> Sorry. Excuse me. Okay. Now, okay. the the um this this whole plan to to get women involved in leadership and all that and and everything. In reality, is it working? Mm -hmm. Is it working? Like, is the is that is the average man and on the street or in the street of Kenyan, in the one of the Kenyan counties or cities, does he mm -hmm. understand? Do they understand that women mm -hmm. in leadership is a movement? And how how is what what are the responses on the street? Okay, the response is they don't have a choice because as per the constitution in Kenya, we have a specific uh, title that is women representative. Mm -hmm. By default, you have to be a woman. To be in that seat so for men they can't say yes mm. i'm a man yeah. but women representative i can represent the agenda of the women no mm -hmm. so by f by default we are giving the women in leadership a, a space by that title women representatives sorry i'll cut you off uh, sorry for cutting you off a few seconds one second mm -hmm. please when you say a man uh, uh, it, the position is for women doesn't that take away the equality you've been talking about why can't a man be in that position because we we understand that a woman can best communicate the woman agenda 
from a woman's perspective not from a man's perspective i i can i can I can, it, I can i can i may well be an an, an advocate or um, a feminist as well and i decide to say mm-hmm. i speak for women i stand for women equality and i stand for for women mm-hmm. in leadership how mm-hmm. then how then do i have to um, not occupy such position doesn't that contradict the fact that what you the, the equality you've been fighting for having a special position for women and and not allow men to have that position personally i don't think it contradicts because look at the numbers of those who go to parliament look at the of the numbers who are already in government mm-hmm. the men surpasses the women right, right? the definitely if I, even even if you have a an election right now the women the men in parliament or the men in government will mm-hmm. definitely pass, uh, surpass the number of women mm-hmm. and therefore having more men in parliament will be very very difficult to push for the woman agenda mm. and therefore we started with this i won't call it special but let me call it a specific seat women representatives mm. and women representatives were supposed to come from all the counties here in kenya mm. The main aim was to bring all these women together so that they can push for their own agenda from a woman's perspective. Mm. As much as I'll say that I'll be very glad to meet a man in our in our government who pushes for the women agenda and who's very passionate and who is honest while at it that what we want is for women to be empowered. It's a plus for us because we'll say that at least we have a voice from a man's perspective. But now again we have this uh, group of women mm-hmm. who have been brought to parliament through the title of women representative. Right. Uh, personally I don't really think that um it contradicts the equality. Mm. The only thing that I think it does is to give the women the position to air and to communicate their agenda mm. from their own perspective. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you what what are the challenges you faced personally you mm-hmm. faced? as a woman in leadership well one thing that i faced and one thing that i keep facing every day is some of the men that i work with think that the women empowerment movement used a military approach to empower the women mm. yes they think that uh, it was very very harsh it was very very radical mm. but for me changing their perception that i'm not really their competitor mm-hmm. but we are a team that we're supposed to be working together right. has been a hurdle mm. because i'm working with um, i'm working with men who are brought up in a very very um strong cultural background mm-hmm. whereby you can never be on the same platform with a woman mm. how a woman is supposed to be the listener and you are supposed to be the speaker mm. so what I've personal and, and and I keep on um and I keep on facing this at my workplace mm. is people thinking that the women empowerment uh movement the whole agenda is to fight the male mm. which for me as a from a uh, from a feminist perspective is very very wrong mm. because for me i fight for both genders i fought i fight for both boys and i fought for both girls women and men alike mm. i don't have a specific preference that i will support a woman and leave a man behind mm. that I'll be a pretender mm. because at the end of the day this woman myself 
we're not going to live in our own country called women country. Mm. We're, not, we're going to live with men. Therefore, men and women should be empowered at the same time. Mm. Yes, so, so that the military approach uh, premise or line of thinking should mm. just come to an end because at the end of the day, the main aim is to promote gender equality. Gender yeah. Yeah. equality. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now let me let me ask you one another question. Um, do you think that if women are given are uh, being put in the right places in leadership, do you think Kenya or Okay, let's go Africa as well. Do you think Kenya and Africa would be ele uh, elevated from the level they are? Most definitely. Most mm. definitely. Mm. Because, you know, men, as much as this will um, contradict what I've said before, mm -hmm. but let me just uh, lo look at your family setup. Mm -hmm. Do you think it will be where you are today if I told your mother was not present in your life? No, I wouldn't be where I am today if my mother didn't give me the advice she gave me and the way she put me through. <laughs> so, translate that strength of your, of your mother mm -hmm. to the strength of a woman in leadership in Africa. Hmm. Envisionize where Africa will be if I told you have those women in such kind of places. Hmm. We will be far and the good thing is we'll have more confident women we'll have more confident girls going for what they want and this will also encourage men or boys to emulate whatever that you are doing mm. so I will say if at all you have more women in power not even but if you have more women in leadership mm -hmm. I'm very sure that Africa is a continent will move a I will make a huge step towards development. Okay, I've got another question. One, one, one more. I think before before we round up because we're running out of time. Okay, this this question okay. is: What trend of business do you think women are doing right now in Kenya? What I can say is innovation, the STEM, okay. you know, science, technology, yeah. uh, engineering, and maths. Mm -hmm. Women are into that right now. Right. Do you know why? Why? Tell me, please. You know, Kenya is an um, innovative country. Yeah. We like to innovate things. Yeah. And then again, women are the highest population in this country. Mm. And we face a lot of challenges. So what people, what most of the women do is they use technology to address these challenges that the women face. Mm. So, think, so you'll find that a woman comes up with an app an application that addresses gender-based violence. Mm. If at all you're attacked and you have your smartphone, mm. how can you report? Yeah, mm. Such kind of things. Yeah. So I can say innovation is really coming up. Mm. And I'm really excited about this because it's cut across both urban, rural, and even in the slum setup. Mm. Girls are introduced to technology when they're at a tender age. And what does that mean? They're able to think outside the box. They're able to envisionize mm. what do they really want to do with their future mm -hmm. apart from the norm that has been set uh, before. Mm. 
So I can say that innovation has a future in Kenya, and I'm really, really glad that women are part of that. Mm. Okay, now yeah. that, that's 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 a huge, huge, huge step. And uh, when it comes to innovation, that's the part that I want to hear, and and it's so, so, so amazing to hear that. So we have one more question for you, and before we go, the question is: okay. What kind of advice would you give young women who will be listening to this? podcast and who will be thinking mm -hmm. i am not privileged they are not in kenya obviously but they are thinking mm -hmm. i am not privileged to to do whatever i want to do because right now mm -hmm. wherever i am or wherever i am resided or i'm residing men mm -hmm. th mm -hmm. there is a male dominated area where they don't allow women to do whatever they or express themselves in business or in different areas what kind of advice mm -hmm. would you give to these mm -hmm. people Okay, what I can say is, don't let the environment where you are brought up in confine you to that way of life, to that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. If at all I could have been contented uh, to to, uh, if at all I could be, uh, if I could have been contented that I was brought up in a slum community, I was brought up in an informal settlement, and therefore nothing good can come out of me. Definitely, right now I'll be where I used to be. Mm -hmm. Take that courage. Try to dream. Envision where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Read a lot. Interact with people who are not from the same place that you are. Mm -hmm. Listen to their advice. Identify mentors who are ready to take you step by step mm -hmm. uh, towards achieving your goal. And most of all, pray. Mm. God is the only person. Or God answers prayers. Mm. Pray with a faithful heart and work towards your goal. It's mm. never very difficult. You just have to take that one step and never look back. Boom. That's that's yes. exactly exactly that's exactly what we've been <laughs> what we've been listening to. And and thank you, Valeria. Um Opio for 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 your yes. contribution and and again for for the amazing job that you've been doing in Kenya. I, it, it's amazing to to hear these these things come from from African countries because I've been I've been looking at how African countries can mm -hmm. can can change the game can change the game. I know I know at the moment Kenya is the most innovative country in Africa. They are the most um, accommodating country right now for for entrepreneurs and and uh, as well for for business. So I, I, yes. I say thank you for for the insight that you've given to us and more more of the education. And again, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the project that you've been running as well and keeping sure, keep updating sure. us. And and we're going to bring you at some point again in the podcast to update us on how women empowerment is enriching the Kenyan economy. Thank you very yes. much. Thanks for listening to the Africa Entrepreneur Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at s-e-t-h-u-j-24 and on facebook at s-e-t-h space j-o-e-z you can listen to the africapreneur podcast on itunes and on soundcloud thank you and see you next time <music>